Jarvis, drop my needle. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let Earth receive her king. King. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Glad tidings we bring to you. And here Hulk. Glad tidings for Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I am Groot. 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 Groot. I am Groot. 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 Oh, ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the BAM. Xmas podcast. Episode 20. Episode 2-0. We've made it to 20 whole episodes at this festive time of the year. I feel like, although that was a good song, we should have our own Christmas anthem. It's a good song. It's done the rounds on the YouTube. We should do. We should have a charity single. Like, yeah. It's Bamsmas time. Like <laughs> Only if we can do an 80s style video like Wham's Last Christmas. Comics want... falling yeah. all want... around. Who's that? Was that Paul McCartney? Shaking Stevens. Oh, How sorry. dare you? How <laughs> dare you? What's the Paul McCartney wings one? The terrible one. Oh, that was the bling, bling, bling. Yeah, hate that. Bling, bling, bling. Hate that. Simply That's it, yeah. Oh, oh, wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, worst episode ever now. That's it, you've ruined it for me now. Can't do it. So who made that, that song, what we just listened to, and then we'll introduce us? Very talented gentleman called James Covenant. I have that. Was if you couldn't pick it up from that, that was splicing together sound bites from the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Shape films. <sighs> that's probably the very probably the very reason that, that listeners are tuning in because today today we're going to wrap up our definitive top ten. We are of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know that's what you're listening for, but look before we get to that, before we get to that, we're going to go for a war in the stars. We are, but we're going to bloody introduce ourselves first. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because just in case twenty episodes in, they don't know. Uh, it's me, your boy Neil, and then to my left we have Stu, and then a million a hundred thousand miles away we've got Carly. Ho ho ho! Oh, she put a spin on it. I, I like switched it. it up. Yeah. It? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. No, no, it's, it's fine. Terrible. No, it's fine. It's staying in now. Yeah, it's going staying in. in. It's, it's almost Christmas. We don't have time to edit anything, so it's yeah. staying in. So we are here in England. Uh, we've got our Christmas jerseys on. You're wearing a very fetching Star Wars jumper. Thanks. I as like you're wearing a very fetching Batman oh, it's got Christmas sand, jumper. It's got sand on it. We'll, we'll put a picture up of that later. But yeah. Carly, it's a million miles away and probably not in a Christmas jumper because it's too bloody hot where she oh. is. I know, and actually, just as you said that, not showing off, but the air conditioning unit's just kicked in and it's really loud, so I apologise. Can't, can't hear it, we can't that's, hear it. That's all right, that's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just us boys, mm. which is fine. We've got our eggnog on the go. We have. We've got the missile. Nice. We've got the mistletoe, but it's only us, so we'll have an eggy kiss later. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our jingle balls out, haven't we? We have got our jingle balls out. Look, if you listen closely... Christmas. You know it's Christmas because there's festive props. Right. Right. And, on that, and on that audio death. <laughs> <laughs> right. What we got coming up in the show, Stu? So, as you mentioned, we've got our final part of our top ten rundown. The definitive. The no, definitive. One, no one can reorder these movies ever oh. again after we've had our say. Once it's done. Once it's said, it's done. You know. So we'll have a top five. Before we get to that, we are going to go really Christmassy right. with our talk about the new Star Wars film. Oh, Nothing yeah. Nothing says Christmas Yay. more than Star Wars. Yeah, that, that's all right now, because yep. it if, if it's Christmas, there's a new Star Wars film in the cinema. It totally works. It is, totally, totally is. So you're talking about Rouge One. R- yeah, talking about Rouge One. Right. <laughs> uh, the Makeup Awakens. So what did they do? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, it's it's you're on fire. Yeah. It's the eggnog, mate. So we'll talk about that. I mean, obviously, we are a comic book podcast, so you're probably going to say, "Why? Why are we going to talk about Star Wars movie?" It's not like us to talk about popular films, exactly. Yeah. So we are going to 
tenuously justify talking about that by right. talking about the comics around it. So I'm going to give a brief little history of Star Wars in comics. Do do you want to join the 20th century Fox fanfare? We can do it in a minute. We can always <laughs> edit it in. Is that still relevant now? It's, no, it's, no, it's now, not. It, so. They just like go... Like it. No, I'm not going to do the whole no. thing. Because, yeah. So we just dive in? Do. Do dive, dive in in your type fighter or something. So, usual disclaimer. Right. If you haven't seen Rogue One, probably a good idea to turn off now. Still there. Still there. Okay, we've seen Rogue One. Right, first question about Rogue One then. Right. No, 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 no. no it doesn't have that. So, oh, no. So, uh, um, not much chance for sequel then, really, is there? <laughs> it's pretty definitive. Yeah. It's not going to be... But apparently half the cast are signed on for a second movie. So I'd heard it was only um, Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. Where did she come from? Um, Never encountered her before. She was in the... Oh my God, what's it called? The movie with the guy in the wheelchair. <laughs> the movie with the guy in the wheelchair. It's the biopic. X-Men. No. no. I've gone blank. I Is it that one the that, that all the ladies No, it's the, the famous reads. scientist guy. Theory of the Universe. Turing Theory. No. What? You're talking Stephen Hawking. Hawking. Stephen Hawking. That's the one. Oh. She's in that, is she? Yes. She's Mrs. Hawkins. Yeah. So what's the movie called? Anyway. Anyway, she's, she's in that. that. She's in that if you like to re that. She's in that, and also she's in the new kids' movie, A Monster Calls. All right. Um, but yeah, apparently I heard she's optioned. Right. And my rumour. He's was, nice. I like her. She's lovely. We like her. I think she'll yeah, probably turn nice. up in the um, Han Solo movie. Yeah, that's a good show. Which will be set before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, not much chance for a sequel, but hypothetically, <laughs> right. if Marvel were to do a comic tie-in, what characters would you like to see in a comic? What backstories do you think? Are the Shira, oh. Imwe. I've yeah. been thinking a lot about this. Yeah, she's done straight in there. She has been thinking a lot about him. Yeah. Bloody hell. Was it due to his awesome martial arts prowess? Yeah, but also, like, I understand why they didn't really go into any sort of backstory or origin story of any of the characters that were in that movie because it was, it, it's just, it's not about that. But Chirrut, is that how you say it? Chirrut? I I'm never not- really... An- I don't know why he heard his name in the movie. I had to look it up after. But why is he blind? And also, what's this whole thing with the mantra that he would keep saying about, you know, what was it, about the force yeah. or something? I'm and, um, one with the force, I am the force, force, the force is, is with me, or yeah. something like that. I'm one with the force. I mean, he's not a Jedi. He's got, like, he's an empathetic Jedi, maybe. Perhaps he more sensitive. Jedi. Well, um, yeah, but, um, I'm sort of interested in who he is and what he is and why is he blind? How did that happen? Was there's, he born that way? Or, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. interested. He was the most interesting character to me. There's a lot of stuff that wasn't really explained on that. I mean, it, it, no, I mean, I think they mention when they turn up at Jeddah that it's to do with the wills. I got the impression it's some kind of like monastic order that kind of protects the Jedi temples. And it's very niche but apparently George Lucas's original draft of the Star Wars screenplay was, was called something like Journal of the Wills, the saga of Luke Skywalker, the Star Wars, or something was the original title for the first one. Bit of a tongue twister. So it does yeah. seem a bit yeah. kind of like proper nerdy, they've kind of gone back and pulled out this Wills, and it's Wills, I think it's spelled like W-H-I-L-L-S. Wills. Wills, yeah. Wills. It's like a cool whip. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff you didn't really get explained I feel it's a bit sneaky that they're probably going to get you to go and buy the books it's apparently the whole relationship, mm-hmm. relationship between Krennic and Galen um, Erso is apparently explained in the prequel book mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is like it's lovely but I kind of feel you, you should get that in the movie a little bit of that in the movie a flavour of why there's that kind of animosity mm-hmm. it's apparently there's a whole scene where um, his wife literally pulls a gun on him yeah. there's, a whole, mm-hmm. there's a whole reason for that in the book but it's like, right, I get that, but you should have that in the movie. You should have mm. that. But then on the flip side to that, I quite like how they didn't spend, well, really any time going into too much detail about any of the characters, because I don't, I don't have the same back, like background knowledge of Star Wars as a lot of other people. I like Star Wars. I really like Star Wars. I will always go and watch a Star Wars film. I won't really go out of my way to read the comics, and I probably wouldn't spend too much time worrying about all the law behind all of the storylines and who does what and who's from where. I, I forget most of it and the names are really confusing. But um, but I really like how in the movie they didn't spend too much time 
going into people's origin stories and stuff like that because it was it was about an ill-fated well a suicide mission really and yeah. that was of the most interest to me but then like you say there are a few holes that probably could have been filled a little bit maybe. yeah well that's... it was it was almost like the suicide squad <laughs> yeah <laughs> but less tacky yeah. yeah but i mean that's become its defining criticism is there was literally next to no character development for any of these characters I didn't care about a single one of them, apart from your, mm. your Craddock. Uh, I liked him as a villain, yeah. and I liked the Rubits as well. K2? Yeah, K2 is the only one I think was, I was, I was actually like, oh, when oh he, he died. When he can't do it. Hmm. But the others, yeah, I didn't yeah, really care. I was kind of, I think when I got to the end, when it was just Jin and, is it Andor? Again, I have problems remembering the name, because it was kind of Yeah, like, I can't remember yeah. the name. But when it was those two at the end, I was like, oh, right, they're both going to survive then. And I was like, no, no, they, they are going to die. They are, they are they're dead. Everyone that, that surprised me. At that point, I was actually surprised. I didn't care, in the yeah. sense I wasn't, like, gutted, but I was actually like, oh, they've actually gone there. They've actually wiped out every single one of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I was impressed Just, by that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd, like, I like that they had the balls to kill yeah. off the entire cast, but I really struggled to care yeah. about any of them at all. No, so the only, the only spin-outs of it I would like to see is K2 or give me some more Darth. Yeah, I was about to say, is there any, you know, so your your character out of the Rogue One crew would be <laughs> K2 you'd like to perhaps read more in a comic, but... Yeah. We've got Darth, we've had, we've had like two years' worth of Darth Vader. Yep, yep, um, yes we do. Uh, that's your, your Kieran Gillen, isn't yeah. it? And he's continuing on with Doctor Aphra. He has, spin-off character from that, so... That'd be good to see her in a movie, wouldn't it? Never going to happen. Might happen. Uh, Might happen. Mm. It's not up to us. It's not up to us. No. It's not up to us. Should be. Stop putting the pressure on. Should be. Yeah, apparently Marvel were going to do a Rogue One comic book, but cancelled it. Right. Quite quite late on in the production, which is interesting. I feel that maybe they're worried that it might have leaked. Like the, the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Star Wars movies have had a lot of problems with leaks in the past. Yeah. Plus, it's yeah, it's such a, a one shot. Everything's definitive. They wouldn't want anything leaking out. Exactly. Wasn't, wasn't it? God, it's terrible. Donnie Yen? Is that his name? Donnie Yen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he leaked. He leaked like someone died, but in a press conference. Oh, did he? Yeah, he just wrote it out. He's like, oh, just wait till the emotions you'll feel when this guy dies, and it's like, Brilliant. oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, everyone died. I mean, oh God, we knew they were all gonna die. I thought at least one or two would survive. Yeah, I didn't think they were all going to crack yeah. it. Are we ever going to see Rogue 2, which is just made up of just those boffins? What, for uh, the Return of the Jedi? It's funny, yeah. a lot of people get mixed up. They always go, yeah, apparently wasn't it boffins who... Many boffins died to you know get those plans. You know That's what happened at the beginning of New Hope. But it's like, no, no, that's the other Death Star. <laughs> you have to remember, the Empire loves a good Death Star. You know, they do, they or do. Or a Starkiller base. So boffins, if you don't know are just pretty much a race of about four foot five dogs. They're whiskery, aren't they? They've got whiskers. They basically look like dogs. Yeah. But they're, they walk on two legs. And they've never been in the movies? Never been in the movies. Right. But yeah. So if you want to watch a Star Wars movie about dog people, I, I'm not going to be a... No. No, no, no. I, I don't know. I don't think we'll get that. I think they're going to have enough on their plate getting the last two parts of this trilogy done. Mm, and indeed. Solo. Yeah. Boba Fett apparently is going to be the third one so is Lando getting his own movie or is it just going to be in Han Solo's uh, I reckon they probably optioned him yeah and I'll just see how he's received in the uh, Han Solo movie okay that's so, fine which again I'd say <laughs> I think Ursula will be in that oh, I'm sorry Carly's shot by that Go on. no I was just going to say like, um, I mean like you guys know a lot more about Star Wars than I do allegedly yeah yeah, but um, but we do have lives you, as well. Just for the record, you know, we do have lives as well. We're not complete. Yeah, I, I have kissed yeah, no, at least two do girls. Have lives. And you, you like had, to pick, for example, I do like to um, pick. But Neil's, Neil's had but, sex at least once because he's dead. I'm always a little bit like wary of of taking sort of side stories too far and creating too many movies about things. And there's already a lot of Star Wars movies already, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't make any more, but. I really liked Rogue One, and yeah. I, like as somebody who, like I said before, doesn't really go too in depth with all of the finer details of Star Wars. I really liked Rogue One, and I was excited after watching Rogue One to Rogue One to watch um, 
to watch the movies again to just see how that ties in mm. and broaden my understanding of the whole Death Star, the plans and all of that. Did you watch that link I sent of the slightly dodgy Ye- edit? Yeah. So yeah. basically someone edited the final scene of Rogue One, which is the whole them getting the plans on the, mm. I think the ship's called the Tantive IV. Yeah, I, I did a bit of research. Bloody on hell. <laughs> uh, it's basically the rebels, you know, scrabbling to get those plans to the Captain Antilles, who yeah. then gives it to Waxy Leia, who looks a bit like she's come off the Polar Express animated movie. Yeah. Anyway, was it Polar Express? With, um... Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah. 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 Yeah, Christmas themes ties yeah, in yeah. all ties in yeah and so someone's edited that scene with <clears> the beginning of the New Hope and it's, it's bloody seamless yeah yeah it's, it's good really, really good like I thought it would jar I thought it'd be like oh it's modern cutting to 1970s but actually it flows really well mm. yeah yeah but also, do you, do you feel a little bit like they're gonna go that could potentially could go too far with making more spin-off movies. Do you think it might get to a point where people are just going to get a bit tired of it? Or do you think that they do it so well, that won't happen and well, people if, just pour more and more? If they do it well, then I think no one's going to complain. I mean, I think this was great. It wasn't by any stretch a perfect movie. I've seen loads of kind of backlash on social media from people saying, you know, they just didn't like it and... You know, Krennic was a terrible villain. I thought he was all right. Oh, he was great. I didn't yeah. think he was bad. Yeah, yeah. And people were saying, oh, the CGI was awful on Tarkin, who, I have to say, was fucking amazing. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. Um, the only thing I said is, like, you know, the waxy layer at the end was a bit... Oh. <laughs> a bit of a, a, a toe curler. But, you know, it's still fair play. I think that will look better on TV than it did in the big screen. Watching it in 3D yeah. IMAX with her big... Waxy eyes. And her face literally <laughs> the size of a house. Yeah, yeah kind yeah. of. It did kind of uncanny valley. Didn't mm. really work for me. Yeah, I didn't find it that shocking because when you walk down the street on South Beach, you see people that just look like that. Anyway. <laughs> Fair so it is. Really, that like, okay, that's kind of normal. Yeah, you don't really get that in Hertfordshire, do you? Though? No, not too much. Not yeah. too much. Well, you get a bit hot then. Yeah? I am getting a bit hot. Taking my top off. Yeah. It's Christmas okay. for sure. That's it. Christmas yeah. sweats. Yeah, Christmas sweats. Was that my jingling ball? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, how many bands out of five would you have given it? Four and a half, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I already enjoyed it. I'd have went for a four bands. What about you, Carly? I would have gone for four bands. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like you said, I don't think it was a perfect movie by any means, but I, I bloody enjoyed myself. It's also worth mentioning it. that yeah. Neil... Uh, Lost his 4DX virginity as well. With I did. I had the... oh, how was it? <laughs> Just I like the bits where the seats move, where things are <laughs> flying. Like that was cool. Yeah. All the rest of it was just far too gimmicky. And your 3D glasses are like sunglasses. So, like, the whole film was like, I mean, I know it's a dark <laughs> film anyway, but it was so dark. Like, I often strained to see stuff on the screen. I'm kind of curious <laughs> to see it in normal vision. Yeah. To see if it is as dark as that. I yeah, just the movie want to sit on the couch yeah. and watch it. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, I, I wasn't really hyped until a couple of days before. <laughs> like the, mm. the marketing did nothing for me, but I really enjoyed it as a romp. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I've seen a lot more shit in movies, that's for sure. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Getting over a cold, I'm sorry. That'll be interesting. Was that your Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. Like, <laughs> genus, yeah. like <laughs> it doesn't do subtle anymore, does he? Forrest Whitaker Forrest. used to be like a really. He was a bit weak, in that wasn't he? Is that? Well, yeah. he's, gen- he's a pre-existing character, I suppose. Like, apparently, if you watch the Clone Wars, he's in that times. Yeah. And if you watch the trailer for Rogue One, the first one with him in it, yeah, and then you see the movie, radically different hair. Oh yeah, yeah, he's had a buzz cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I meant, I meant Rebels, not Clone Wars. Okay, fuck yeah. you. That's well, I didn't know. It's fine. You it's can't, fine. can't have me look a fool in from the Star Wars. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I clawed it back. Yeah. I clawed it back. So, I'm putting an age myself here, but I kind of have fond Christmas memories of getting like the new Star Wars annual, which sort of adapted comics from the Marvel first run back in like 70s and 80s. Who are? Who are, but that's probably before your time, wasn't it? I mean, you... um, funnily enough, my mum did give me the Star Wars annual this year, but <laughs> it, uh, it it just goes along with um, Force Awakens. Right. Um, and there's no comics. I was about to say, no comics. What's no, no point? No. I've noticed that. I bought like uh, annuals for... Random, random kids. Random, random <laughs> children. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I'm like uh, North Hertfordshire's slightly... Let's stop. Let's not incriminate yourself any further. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I buy annuals for friends' friends' kids, and I'm kind of disappointed that a lot of them aren't 
they don't actually have any comic strips in them anymore. And that was for me, that was like part of the thing. You'd get more comics and you'd have a couple of articles. Now it's all articles and it's puzzle shit. So, yeah, it's so mm. hard to get good comics for kids these days. Yeah. Lord knows I've tried. But you have been buying stuff recently, like adaptations of the uh, oh, yeah. six movies. You might have saw in the shops there, um, I've forgotten the company that's brought them out now, but yeah, in the kids' section, they did the ad- adaptation of the first three, which were bloody good. Yeah. I think they were originally published in Europe, so all they've done is put uh, English over the top of them. Yeah. Uh, and they've done they've done six movies now, and I believe The, the Force Awakens is out in January, so oh. I'm sending it to... Uh, my wife's friend's kid, um, who's out in Phoenix, and you know doesn't really have a news agent that no. he can run to to get comics, and there's no not many comic shops out that way. So apparently he's been loving them. The art in them has been amazing. It's really manga style. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, really manga style. And we we were fortunate enough to to meet the editor of that magazine, and he was telling me about like the decisions that they have to take with it being a kids mag. It's quite funny. Like Boba Fett's like his death is completely written out for like time. What, just, from the comic? In yeah, the Jedi comic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, he, he doesn't even appear in Jabba's sail barge. Like, he just, yeah, written out completely. Yeah. Which, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Kind of sad, really, because apparently, if the stories are true, George Lucas had bigger plans for Boba Fett in Jedi. I'm sure he did. And then just canned it. Yeah, he was going to be, yeah. like, the lead villain. Yeah. yeah. Got to listen to us, like a couple of old Star Wars fans yeah. clucking away. Well, we've met Boba Fett, haven't we? We have met Boba Fett. God, yeah, that was that right back at the start of when. Yeah. Was that before we started? Before, before we started, this? that was January 2015. It was for the launch of um, or the relaunch of Marvel's new Star Wars comics. They yeah. had a signing at Limited Edition Comics in good old Stevenage. Yeah. And they had Jeremy Bullock. He's a lovely old man. Yeah, it wasn't the voice of Boba Fett. He was the body of Boba Fett. Yeah. What a bod. <laughs> what a bod. <laughs> My favourite moment though is we're all queuing up to get our copy signed and some mothers going, but who's 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 Bobby Fate? Who's Bobby Fate? <laughs> Sounds like just a seventies footballer, yeah. doesn't he, Bobby Fate? I like it. Yeah. Still he was lovely. It was lovely. A little confused as to why he was there, but yeah. I've still got my copy of issue one signed on the yeah, wall. Yes, so. I do. Yeah. I do. Thanks, Jezza. Sure he listens. Yeah, yeah, you will do. You will do. God, where were we? We're completely We've tripped up on our own Star Wars nostalgia. Help get us out of the Star Wars swamps, dude. Do you want us to get out of Star Wars swamp, or do you want to have a bit of, kind of drop some trivia bombs on you? I suspect you were going to drop some trivia anyway, so let me have them. Blast me with your trivia Death Star gun. Well, I tried to kind of thing. segue into it, but you've kind of answered it. I said, did you guys ever get the annuals? To which that was a categorical no. Oh, and, a, yeah. and a silence from Miami, which I think is a no. I used to get, yeah, it's a no. Yeah. I used to get the G.I. Joe Action Force annual, which has it's lovely comics in it. Yeah. But no, not Star Wars. But I did. I got these. You did. Because I were, apparently I was too young to go and see Star Wars first time around. Right. Um, so I actually had like the Star Wars annual, which adapted ah. the Marvel Comics yeah. series. So that was my kind of Star Wars we. thing. Wow. You know, before the internet, before you could have like videos and DVDs, you know, the only way of kind of reliving those stories was to kind of go through the novelizations or the comic book stuff. Mm. Um, it was actually one of Marvel's most popular comics. And got them out of financial shtuck in the 70s. Mm. They're having real issues. Really? Issues. Hey. Um, and, but apparently it wasn't a, a, a done deal. When Stanley was first approached back in 75 by Lucasfilm, he turned it down. Couldn't see the potential mm. for it. Mm. Uh, and it took a marketing guy from Lucasfilm to hit up um, a chap called Roy Thomas, who was a writer-editor at Marvel. Yeah. Uh, and Stanley's right-hand man mm. um, to kind of persuade him to take it on. Yeah. Um, and what, what sold it for him was, um, you've probably seen this before, on a show, Neil, I'll, I'll, I'll email it to you. We'll put it on our, our new Tumblr page. By hey! Hey, look at that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a Ralph McQuarrie concept sketch. Yeah. Of the cantina. It's If you know your Star Wars stuff and you looked at the art books, you'll know this one. Um, it's got like a Stormtrooper and C-3PO and R2-D2. An unrecognisable, I presume that's Han Solo. Yeah. Confronting a pointy-eared alien. So apparently Roy Thomas saw this sketch and was like, Yes, we'll do we'll we'll, we'll do this, mm. and I want to write it. Mm. Um, but what was the reason that Stanley turned it down to start with? Is it just because it was in like the early development stages? Yeah, I mean, this is before. I mean, obviously, it's kind of hard to think that Star Wars was ever a tough sell, you know. But yeah. I think back then it was like sci-fi wasn't popular; it was just mm. a bit hokey. But what appealed to Roy Thomas was the whole idea of like a western in space, mm. which at the time hadn't really been done. 
before. Yeah, and the, well, the deal they got, which was kind of, they didn't think it would sell that well. They said, look, we won't pay you royalties, um, Lucas still, Mr. Yeah. Lucas, um, until you sell over 100,000 copies, thinking that isn't going to happen. Yeah, but That was a mistake. It was. It smashed through it. Uh, and I think it's the most reprinted comic of all time. Oh. Because you consider they did loads of reprints, which was a rare thing in the seventies anyway. Yeah, and it's been in uh, collected edition books, paperback books. Yeah, um, mm. you know, Marvel have got the license back again, and they've done like deluxe hardcover books. So that first issue on its own is one of the most reprinted comics of all time. Mm. Mm. Good little. And I was reading also that like Marvel, Mar- because it obviously the, the first issue of the comic was released about six months before. Um, the first movie was released yeah. so that they could be a bit more like visually creative with the characters so like y- wasn't Yoda blue or something to start with well yeah I mean, that was that was for Empire so I think when the, f- the first run of Star Wars came out I think they had like three the third issue had come out before the movie and so if you look at the very first comic the very first issue of Star Wars you'll look at how they've drawn Luke Skywalker and then you look at how he's drawn in like the second and third issues, totally and they're radically different. Yeah, yeah, like Luke in the first issue looks a lot older than he actually is. Yeah, because they were basing it on concept sketches and a shooting script. Mm. So in the yeah. very first Star Wars, there's stuff that never made it into the movie. Mm. So like Big Dark Lighter, who was Luke's mate. Um, Mass- massive yeah. porn tash. Yeah. Big porn tash. Yeah. Um, did he ever make it in the movie at all? I think yeah. he appears at the end, doesn't he? Yeah. Briefly. He's uh, yeah. one of the last ones to die in the yeah. trench run. Yeah, yeah. But no one cared because no one knew who he was. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the the Yoda thing, when they got around to adapting Empire, um, there was a shorter lead time. And also the big cliffhanger or the big twist in Empire is the fact that you find out that Darth... What? What? Is Luke's dad. <laughs> so they... Um, I think the adaptation of Empire started after the movie had been released to yeah. avoid... Oh, okay. Yeah. But obviously production times meant they started work on the comics a long time before. So Yoda when he first appears in the Empire comic, is this kind of shorter, um, wizened, thinner-looking character. And he's blue, I think. Mm. Um, but since then, they've actually drawn over it to make him look more like him <laughs> in the movie. So little, little discrepancies. Mm. But by the time they got round to um, Jedi, those kind of discrepancies were kind of few and far between. Um, I think there's the only major differences in the Jedi ad- adaptation is you don't see Yoda's death. Mm. you mentioned earlier about how they got rid of Boba Fett in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the manga style Jedi yeah. same reason it's just like lack of space so yeah, jump out. And, yeah. yeah and there's there's a bit of dialogue in um, the Jedi comic from Jabba the Hutt about talking about how he'd killed loads of Jedis before oh yeah, yeah. which was kind of sounded really really cool so it'd be nice to see that in the prequels but no we got Jar Jar ah well yeah I'm I'm a huge prequel apologist to be fair um, I do want to watch them again. I think I, I say I want to watch them. I feel I should. I feel I should watch them again. I know this Jar Jar stuff's going to really irk me. There's a really funny um, YouTube video again doing around where someone's taken that ridiculous scene from the Phantom Menace where you've got those giant balls rolling down the hill mm. and Jar Jar goofing about. Mm. And they've literally got it laid side by side with the beach storming from Rogue One. Oh yeah, and they're saying like same same franchise. <laughs> 15 years between them, and it's like, oh man, it's like funny watching it. It's like, how different? Yeah. No, like I say, I'm a huge prequel apologist. Like, I I fully went into it accepting that this was not a Star Wars built for me. This was for a new generation. And like, you talk to, you talk to kids as we do, so it's established that we talk to a lot of kids and buy them comics. Yeah. But like, you talk to, to like 14, 15 year olds, like, oh, do you like Star Wars? And they're like, what? What was you talking about? You're like, you know, Star Wars, the lightsabers, like, oh yeah, that Jar Jar Binks film. <laughs> they love it. And like, they've got no knowledge of like the 70s ones. Like, a lot, I remember the, the work experience kid were like, do you want to go and see The Force Awakens? And he's like, like his only frame of reference was the prequels. Jesus. Yeah. No, I get it. They are, they are kids' movies. And I remember having a heated discussion when they first came out with a friend of mine who was he was incensed by them. I was kind of, they're not very good, but I was like, you know what, it's not, like you said earlier, it's not for us. I was like, it's, it's for kids. Yeah. It's a kid's movie. Or sorry, it's a family movie. Yeah. Um, so there are going to be loads of concessions to kids. You know, you're right, you know, you know, kids have watched the prequels and prefer them. They're obviously idiots. <laughs> they're just kids. Yeah. They're just kids. And I'm sure they'll see sense when they grow up. Maybe. So yeah. I do have a question about the comics though. Go on. Right. Um, 
so Marvel had the license for the for the Star Wars comics from yes. what like seventy. They had it from seven to eighty something, and was, then yeah, eight, over. Is that right? Yeah, they had it for ten years, so up until eighty seven. Uh, one hundred and thirty eight issues. Not bad. They basically, yeah, they kind of it's, they obviously at the end of Jedi, the Empire is kind of crushed. So from a comics point of view, they had to kind of continue the story mm. and they had if I remember rightly it wasn't very good I remember I got I lost interest but I think you have like the, the remnants of the Alliance and the Empire teaming up to fight against a whole new race of aliens and it's yeah they were just trying to scramble together <laughs> material um, mm. so eventually the sales just dipped and got canned and then yeah you're right Dark Horse picked it up um, not for a long time actually I think it was probably closer to the launch of the uh, the prequel first prequel movie in '99, mm. but yeah, they had a good run. I mean, I never really read much of it. I tell a lie, no, they had it earlier. They had it for um. It's '91. Yeah, sorry, you're right. They 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 uh, did this storyline called the Dark Empire, which was uh, written by John Wagner, I want to say, who co-created Judge Dredd. Good guy. Yeah, and British artist Cam Kennedy, and that was really good. Dark Empire was a really good sort of story. Good guy. And you had um, Palpatine come back as a clone, but a young clone. Mm. Um, so that was good stuff. I remember the novelizations of them, but yeah. the comics were really into me back then. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And I think I, that's, any, that's any series I read. Um, and I said they did sort of tie in with Phantom Menace. So you had spin-offs based on characters who were in the background. But yeah, it didn't really appeal to me, I think. I just I wasn't so mm. as impressed. Mm. They, they had a good, they had a good innings, innings on that. And they reprinted lots of the old Marvel stuff as well. Yeah. But yeah, then Marvel picked it up back in 2015. So we're getting a whole new run of stories set straight after A New Hope. And their editorial policy I actually quite like, where all the titles, um, bar the Anakin, Obi-Wan yeah. spin-off and the Poe Dameron mm. uh, title, are all set in the same continuity. Mm. So they can do crossovers. So I think that's yeah, quite, quite like that. Crossover. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm quite liking it. Uh, that's me justifying my Rogue One was included. There you go. It's like that Star Wars. We've been with Rogue One for a long time. We have. Something tells me we're not done with Star Wars. Well, we're we're going to bring back Neil's favourite section from Ban, which is the Sinister Society of Stupid. Yes. But it's the Star Wars Sinister Society of Stupid. You've, you've, worked, oh in, you've worked in an extra S to it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So one of the characters that appeared during the Marvel run is Legendary, created for the comics. Um, never, back, never a good start. Never a good start. So the backstory is the guy I mentioned earlier, Roy Thomas, mm. who was um, who, who basically wanted to write the adaptation of Star Wars, uh-huh. was writing the comics after A New Hope was wrapped up. Uh-huh. Very conscious that he didn't want to clash with anything that was going to happen in any future movies. Yeah, uh, which at the time hadn't been announced. We didn't know there was going to be an Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Yeah, but we, we knew there was going to be something. So he decided to focus on Han Solo and the whole smuggler kind of aspects he was pretty confident that what he could do there probably wouldn't clash too much with like rebel alliance uh-huh. empire storylines one of the characters he created was obviously an intergalactic space rabbit <laughs> called jackson ain't no rodent ain't no rodent yeah so God, i mean does he have a catchphrase pretty much i mean i i remember reading the comics and thinking it was pretty bollocks back then so <laughs> but he was yeah he's kind of taken on a bit of an iconic status really so he looks like he's um, wearing a weird space Santa outfit. When you really look at it, it's quite funny. So he looks a bit like the Grinch. He's a yeah. six foot tall green space rabbit in a yeah. red flight suit. If you've ever, if you're familiar with Bucky O'Hare, he preceded Bucky O'Hare. Maybe Bucky O'Hare was influenced by him. Wouldn't surprise me. Or indeed, Jazz Jackrabbit. Yeah. If you're, you were into that, or, or even like Rocket Raccoon. Like you know, if you, he's kind of like Rocket Raccoon. That kind of wisecracking. Yeah, it's kind of that's what he was. But at the time, it just didn't work in the Star Wars universe, I don't think. And the, the 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 kind of rumor that goes around is apparently George Lucas was so like disgusted by the character that he got it pulled. But I don't think that's never been substantiated. I think it was just a case of people just realised it was a bit bollocks. But I quite like how he was written out though. He got his ear but burnt off at one point and dreams. Yeah, yeah. He had an agony inducer implanted into his ear. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so did that come about? I had a relationship with that man. <laughs> Someone put an agony-inducing implant into his burned-off ear. Or he had it implanted and then basically he had his ear yeah. burnt off, part of his ear burnt off. But it was kind of right now. he escaped. Out, yeah. He escaped and then he fucked off yeah. and no one ever heard from him again. 
No, apparently um, he's appeared in like novelizations and like the role-playing game they've done, but the only time I've ever seen him in the comic since then was one of the many variant covers they did for issue one of <laughs> Star Wars in 2015. Oh, yes, um, I remember that. They did about 50 different variants, didn't they? Yeah. There's kind of a funny one where you've got... Um, it's really funny. Yeah, Jackson trying to bang on a door. So I can hear you there, let me in. And you've got like the, the original cast in comic book style um, trying to keep the door closed. I remember. Is it because he's so embarrassing? Pretty much. Right. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear. I remember a certain podcaster won a won a competition to win every single variant of the the new Star Wars comic from a certain shop previously mentioned on this very <laughs> podcast. How's, like, how's that collection looking? Is it? It didn't honour that that uh, winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's for another time. Yeah. yeah, not that I'm bitter. No, no, not that I'm bitter. No. Not that I have the bloody room for them either. No. So that's that, Star Wars. Tell that was a sizable chunk of Star Wars. I feel that every time we get to an end of the section, you should ring your balls. All right, so. well, let, me, oh. let me let me jingle for you. There we go. Which brings us He's nicely on his way. in. He's on his way. Get, yeah. get the two. carrot and milk out. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Hooray! Okay, what are we going into? So, I want to make a statement. Oh, feel free to disagree with me. Right. Actually, no, I'm going to pose a question. Oh, God, Okay. Is Batman right. the most Christmassy superhero of all? It depends how you class a superhero, though, because I've been oh, doing nice. a bit of research. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, now, I don't know if you remember me saying ages ago, and I, d- I don't think it was on the podcast, it was in a phone call, and I said to you, oh, it was like la- it was last year. I was in a comic book shop, and I, I saw a comic book titled Claws, and Santa, it's a Santa Claus story. He's a kind of a superhero. And I don't think you can get much Christmassy than Claus. But no one knows who Claus is. No one knows who Batman is. Everyone well, knows who Batman is. Oh, <laughs> not as identity, right? On you go. Yeah, yeah. Now, my argument is basically Batman is all, the most iconic of superheroes. Is he the most Christmassy one? Why do you think he's Christmassy? Well, you think, what, Batman Returns, when's that set? That admittedly is set over festivals. Christmas holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Batman Arkham Arkham Origins video game. When's that? Christmas Eve. There you go. Who (laughs) has Batman met Santa Claus? I'm going to say going by your your festive themed sweatshirt. Yes, he has. (laughs) Yes. There is a good point. We should just go over to the legendary Batman, Adam West. Right. And Burt Ward as they meet Santa. What's wrong, Robin? Tired, dizzy. I had a strange feeling, Batman, as if, as if visions of sugar plums were dancing in my head. They should be, boy wonder. It's almost Christmas. Ha, 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 ha. Welcome to Gotham City, Mr. Claus. Why, call me Santa Claus, Batman. Everybody else does say. You tell me where the Batcave is, and I'll, I'll leave a little present in your stocking. If you can't trust Santa, whom can you trust? We can't tell you here, Mr. Claus, but we'll telephone you at the North Pole on the Bat phone. Good, good. I'll get to the Batcave if I have to slide down a Bat pole instead of a chimney. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas Santa. Santa. <laughs> and say hello to those eight tiny reindeer for us. I will, I will. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. So that is your that is your cast iron proof that Batman is the most Christmassy superhero. Well, he's also um got the infamous Jingle Bells take, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Let me oh, yeah. let me hand over to Mark Hamill as the Joker. Right. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, Batman smelt. Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost the wheel, and the Joker got away. <laughs> Through the roof in a one-horse open tree, busting out I go, laughing all the way. 
I mean, I guess of, of all people, he will have a list of who's naughty and nice. Yeah. But I don't know. I think he. I can't think of any other superhero who kind of fits as well with the whole Christmas spin offs than Batman. Huh? Neil's not feeling it. Why aren't you feeling it then? Fair enough. I forgot temporarily that it's Christmas. We needed a superhero that is into Christmas. Well, not only into Christmas, but what... You just think he embodies the Christmas spirit. Or that he fits... If you try and do spin-off Christmas stuff, I think the only hero superhero that kind of works best with that is Batman. Right. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. It just seems to fit better. Whether it's... I suppose at night he'd be lurking on your rooftops. Yeah. <laughs> it's, kind of a, it's kind of an open goal. I, mean, I guess you couldn't really have a Punisher Christmas... That would be amazing, wouldn't it? He has done way to ruin Christmas. He has he has punched yeah. a polar bear, and that was cool. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Ring me. I'll send you a picture of that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> um, I'm sure other comic book heroes have had a Christmas, but you're right. In terms of actual media that we can access right now, Batman has had a lot of Christmas adventures. But wasn't there also like a um, Batman had a Scrooge esque storyline in a in a graphic novel that um, was it Lee Bermeo wrote called um, Batman Noel in two thousand and eleven? Oh, you're right, you know. I haven't read that for years, but no, you're right. I think Carly's just sunk your battleship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, she's no, she's backing up backing up my argument. I suppose. No, I am. Yeah, I'm backing it up. I mean, my claws thing was a bit of a stretch. I just wanted to throw a curveball in there, but that didn't really work. So. Do, do we draw a line under this then that Batman is the 2016 most Christmassy comic book character? Uh, well, we'll, yeah, I think we'll so. give it 12 months to research yeah. another. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right, if you can think of a more Christmassy character than Batman, you've got 12 months to tweet us. <laughs> And make my life easier and means that I have to do less research. So if you can think of a more Christmassy character that can usurp Batman, please let us know. Please let me know. Don't even have to see, see Stu into it. Keep me out of it. Keep, keep, keep him out of it. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Good sting. Oh, sorry. Uh, my sting is my jingle balls. Yeah. Okay, okay. So it's come to that time. Right. Let's come out of the Christmas spirit. Right, and go to war. Let's go to war. Civil war. Shall I do a recap? Please do. Yeah, do a recap. So, if you tuned in last episode, which of course you did, you would have heard numbers 10 through to 6 were number 10. Right. Incredible Hulk. A good film that I've never seen. Yeah. Number 9, Thor The Dark World. Good, good Thor film. You, you, you most fun Thor film. Whoever voted for that was a wise man. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was you. <laughs> Number eight, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Ooh, in there by default. <laughs> Number seven, Iron Man three. Which you know what? I just have that was really, set of Christmas. It was really fucking Joe on Batman. Nah, it didn't. It didn't end very. You had some Tony Stark in the snow, but it could have yeah. been Christmas yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number six was Ant-Man. Great film. Probably the first strong contender for if okay. you're going to introduce someone into Marvel movies. You think? Yeah. Good entry level one. Good entry level movie. Not number five. Right. Which was Iron Man. The Great. first of That's the movies. Good film. Did you see that first time around in the cinema? I didn't see it in the cinema. Because this was during the... Oh, we spoke about this. Cause we like, did. We did. This was like came around when you weren't frequenting the cinema. That's right. He was at college. Yeah. He was at college, or rather just out of college and yeah. destitute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So a lot of a lot of goods. Well, I'm certainly hoping Iron Man 2 doesn't make it into the top five, otherwise we're in trouble. Oh. oh Let's find out as we okay. give the BAM definitive top five. Exactly. We don't need to spend movies. much time with Iron Man. If it wasn't for that one, it never would have made it. And I think if it wasn't for Downey Jr., I think was the reason that was a success. If you're listening, yeah, Robert, cheers. Yeah. Would you disagree? Would you agree or disagree with that? No, no, that's totally fair. Uh, I think Iron Man caught many people unawares and kickstarted something beautiful. So, number four. Wait, did we do number five? Yeah. Was that it? Yeah. Wait, we finished at six. So you're saying number five is the original Iron Man? Yeah. Oh, so we're going quick fire. Yeah, we well, seem to want to move on. So. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We can dwell on it a bit more. I, I, I don't even know if I have any other thoughts to Iron Man. Do you have any thoughts, Carly, on Iron Man? Not really. I there you go. I seem to remember Iron Man being marched out to die. 
I don't feel that the studio were behind it. Do you remember it? Was, was it John Favreau? John Favreau. I think there was a lot of risk involved. Which he, he shouldered. Yeah. He and insisted on making it with Downey Jr.'s pal. Mm. But I also think that it wasn't just that. I think it was the fact that Iron Man wasn't a marquee character. He no. was a second tier comic character. Has he been seen on screen before this? Movies? Uh, animated series in the yeah. 90s? Yeah. Um, he, he's not... You're right there, Mox. A lot of noise going in the background there. It's just cracking. Is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just like you're cracking a bullwhip, which okay. you might be. Yeah. <laughs> Would you... In a parallel universe... Right. So... Tom Cruise was in line to play Tony Stark Iron Man. Oh, God. Oh, God. That would have just been awful. There you go. That, that answered part of my, my next question. I think, what would you feel? <laughs> Do you think it would have been as success, successful? It would have made some bank, but I think it would have probably killed the Marvel's chances. I don't think you can take him seriously as Iron Man. Yeah. Um, Is no, it I... intentionally that they were, that whoever was doing the casting had chosen between two of the tiniest men in Hollywood? <laughs> Wow, well, the arm was quite tight to fit him. And Fevenu, <laughs> like, so he was, wasn't he Robert Downey Jr.'s sponsor throughout? Really? Uh, yeah, I seem to remember that's why they're pals. Oh. Like, he's been his sponsor through Alcoholics Anonymous yeah, yeah. and everything. Which just makes him such a great Tony Stark. Yeah. He's yeah. got his demons. He's got his demons. I think that's why the casting works. It's yeah. kind of believable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, imagine that, like Tom Cruise. No. Oh, I just don't see it working. No. 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 It's terrible. No. It's good. Did it have a... Oh, it did have a villain. It had... Uh, it had your man, Jeff Bridges, as yeah. Obadiah Stane. I like Jeff yeah. Bridges. Yeah. Thus kick-starting Marvel's... Well, yeah, the idea Forgettable of villains. Yeah. I mean, it's still... I found the ending of that a bit ambiguous. Like, it's not categorical that he was killed. No, that's true. Um, that's true. In the comics, he was like, I think it was, uh, yeah. Get my nerd hat on. Iron Man two hundred. Oh. There was a fight between Tony Stark and Obadiah Stane. Yeah. Um, and Stane was wearing the warmonger outfit, which he wears in the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's at the end of the comic. Basically, Stark defeats him, mm. and Stane's like, right, yeah, you've got me. But then he uses his own repulsor blast and blows his own head off. Oh Christ! Yeah. <laughs> and at an impressionable young age, that was a bit shocking, you know. Someone like it's reading. Or watching rather, someone was saying like that because it's in Queens the final fight is yeah that one. Someone was saying like there's a, a tenuous link to possibly being like a young Peter Parker. Oh, that's probably stretching, isn't it? That's probably very stretching yeah. it. But imagine it turned out to be true imagine. after all this time. Imagine, imagine. Segue off slightly. Go on then. So um, they've done a recent casting call for Avengers: Infinity War, right? And they've listed out a lot of the characters are going to be in this. Ah, uh, yes, that's so we know that. Um, Brie Larson's going to make her debut as Captain Marvel. Good times, bring it on. Uh, we know that most of the guys in the galaxy are going to turn up. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, uh, Doctor Strange, we already knew. Yep. But notable by their absence, mm. Mr. Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Mm. So I wonder what's going on between there. That'd be a shame, doesn't make it to that. He might. Yeah. He might. Yeah. He but anyway. Will. He probably will, he probably will. All right, let's, let's wing it back to number four. Let's web swing it back to Captain America Civil War. Look, it links, all right? It, it does, it, it does. Because he's in that. He's in he's that. He's in that. Spidey, Spider-Man, Civil War, hey. Well, we've, we've, we've spoken at length about this in a previous episode of BAM, um, and our opinions were different. I know that Carly, Carly and I liked it. You were also <clears> keen. I found it a bit tenuous that this is why they were, they were fighting. Uh, and people choosing their sides and whatnot—they all—they all just slotted in a bit too conveniently for me. Okay. Um, on reflection, there's there's some amazing stuff in that film. Yeah. Amazing, like all the Bucky action sequences, the introduction of Black Panther. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah the sequence at the start in Nigeria. There's there's loads of great stuff in this movie, but it's not it's not the one I reach for first if I just want to watch a superhero flick. Fair enough. No, I, I still really really like it. Although, in spite of reading someone's uh, takedown of it, which I couldn't argue with, was the whole ending where you got Zemo at this Siberian outpost mm. with the super mm. soldiers yeah. and the videotape of um, Bucky killing Howard Stark. Yeah. This, this takedown was like, all right, I get that. Why don't you just like mail the video to Stark? How do you, how do you know? <laughs> well, but also that is like going, why don't you just mail the video because it's a lot easier. And also... 
how did he know that Stark was going to turn up at that base with yeah. Steve Rogers and Bucky? Mm. And I read that and I was like, oh, I can see where you're coming from and I can't argue with that. But hey, it looked cool. There was lots of there was lots of character development in that, which I really yeah. liked, given it's, you know, we've seen these characters over a course of a few movies yeah. now. So that is good and that was appreciated. Okay. The fight that will go down in some time is one of the greatest superhero rumbles. It was incredible. Well, and it also had a Star Wars reference. And Star Wars Star Wars reference. Reference. Again, the youth of the day didn't yeah. really understand it. Yeah. Yay, Did not. Clever. No, because like, Peter Parker doesn't know what they're talking about. Ah, uh, right, okay, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's thus thus confirming true. everything we've ever said on this podcast. We're old. We're bloody old. Yeah. Old. End us. End us. Should we <laughs> jump on to number three? <laughs> I was looking for an innuendo, but nope, nope, let's just go to three. Yeah. Yeah. The first Avengers movie, Avengers Assemble. There we go. I was waiting for this to crop up. Yeah. Avengers Assemble in the UK, or Marvel's The Avengers in the US, I believe. Mm. Um, I would have thought this was first, so that's interesting. I wonder what two and one are now. Great, great film, great popcorn film. It still bears up with repeat viewing. Like you say, it's popcorn popcorn viewing, I think. Yeah. Um, it's a bit daft. It's a bit cheesy in parts. Um, yeah. But for me, I was just sold just having the Hulk back on screen. I was, that for me, mm. that's the most thing I was excited about. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, def- that definitely steals the show. Yeah. And Ruffalo was fantastic. It really um, was. Mentioned I last. think it's good because it's the first time you're seeing that. It's the first time on screen that you're seeing them all together, so there's that excitement to it. Then by the time you get to the next ones, it's like you already kind of know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. I remember definitely being excited for them all to be united. Yeah. I, I built, I bought into the hype by then, and I was really mm. keen to see it happen. Yeah, for me it was also more of a surprise because they had that plan in place not long after the Hulk came out. They were saying, oh, we're definitely going to do an Avengers and it's going to be you know, four years down the line, I remember thinking, man, if that actually happens, mm-hmm. that's amazing. But every time a new movie came out, like, you know, Thor and Captain America and Iron Man 2, brrr, yeah. um, you know, I was thinking, oh, this could be the one that kind of sinks it. Yeah. You know, I was genuinely surprised it actually happened. Um, so, yeah, I remember being really pleased as the credits rolls, like, oh, finally, yeah. we've arrived. Yeah. Comic book yeah. films are here. And now, like, you know, a couple of years later, we're like, oh, God, no more comic book films. That's it. A lot of comic book movies. Give us a break. Oh, yeah. It's 2017. We're going to get three Marvel movies for the first time. And I think there's going to be three movies for the next few years from them. I'm, alone. I'm very glad that they're starting to, to move away from tier one now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it'll capture the same hype. But, wow, what a film. What yeah. a great, great film. Yeah, we like that. I think we yeah we must have all voted for it to be number three. I can't believe it's not number one. Well, here we go. Oh wow! So I, so I well, what do you think is coming up then? What, what's your suspicions then? If it's not the Avengers, have you got any theories about what it could be? No, I'm drawing, I'm, no, no, I'm drawing a. You can't. You have seen it. But you just can't remember, can you? Yeah, yeah. No, I've drawn a complete blank as to what it could be now. Crumbs. Are you being serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Because this, yeah, like my. <clears throat> I want to say my favourite Marvel movies have been mentioned and then Stu's going to see one and I'll be like oh yeah of course that one that one, that one. <laughs> well here we go right tell me number two Captain America the Winter Soldier oh, oh god and that isn't number one nope. that's even more surprising Cr- criminally it's not number one well there we go just as we were saying we were getting a bit tired of the the formula yeah uh, along came Winter Soldier and and just flipped it on its head and took everything in the Marvel timeline down a darker path. Yeah, I, th- I think it's probably mm-hmm. my all-time, at the moment, my all-time favourite superhero movie, mm. particularly because it kind of flips it on its head, and it's more of a 70s conspiracy thriller yeah. than anything else. Um, yeah, and I just think, yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it from beginning to end. Like, oh, the yeah. action sequences were, like, really kinetic, and, you know, when you see, like, Steve Rogers... Oh, the fight scene with Bucky... Well, even before yeah. that, like when he when he get when he raids the the ship, the terrorist ship, and he's like mm-hmm. literally yeah. booting people off the side <laughs> of the boat, and like using his shield as like you know knocking people left, right, and centre. It yeah. just felt physically it's stuff you see in the comic, mm. which I'll skip through and go, oh, that's really cool. When you see it realised on the big screen, it actually has that kind of physical impact. Yeah, where people do go flying, and it yeah. feels like bones are being broken. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're making me want to go back and rewatch it. Take your shit. 
And then maybe reconsider why you didn't put it as number one. No, I'll never reconsider because I think that I made the right choice. <sighs> soon find out. And then, yeah, I mean, even from the start, the relationship with Falcon, that was really good and yep. believable. And then just the, the the veils dropped and everyone's like, hell, Hydra. And you're like, yeah, oh, shit. Yeah. It's all this time. It's really been Hydra's. Like, if you sat through the first Captain America and yeah. got into the whole Hydra thing and all this time... Well, his agent was it Sitwell who was in like loads of the other movies, mm-hmm. um, who ends up being ripped out of the car by Bucky, and I presume he's dead, but like it's pretty much must be dead. Must be dead. Well, you know, broke his arm anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a real shocker and a really cool twist. Um, kind of slightly undone if you watch the Agents of Shield TV series, which kind of give it a skip. <laughs> yeah, don't bother. Yeah. Terrible. It's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Well. Crumbs, what on earth could number one be then? See, most people listening to this are probably screaming, going, Well, it's going to be this, isn't it? It must be this. Yeah, but they probably listen to them back to back. Many things have happened since the last bad podcast. <laughs> so, keeping into the top of the pops thing. You don't want to use that music. I'm going to use, You're going to use, I'm going to use the Phil yeah. Liner. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so counting down from 10 through to 2. <laughs> <laughs> Ten is the Incredible Hulk. No, it's not it. In at number nine, Fall of the Dark World. It's okay. Yeah, crashing in at number eight, Avengers Age of Ultron. Sympathy <laughs> What the fuck's it doing there? Number seven, Iron Man 3. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> number six, can't see him, he's so small. <laughs> it's Ant-Man. There we go. Great film. The first yeah. great film. The best thing you've ever done. Yeah. This is, that's the first great film in this countdown. <sighs> The original, oh, some would say still the best, Iron Man. Good film, good film. I'm Iron Man. What's all the ruckus, guys? Can't we all talk it out? It's Captain America Civil War at number four. Jesus. I'm stretching here. Number three, Avengers Assemble. And number two, oh, it's a bit chilly in here. Oh, it's Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Someone close that window. He's letting a draft in. It's the Winter Soldier. And number one, right? It's not Star Wars. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, of course, of course, the dark horse of the Marvel. It it's a very good movie. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's. Do you know what though? I kind of feel that it doesn't fit in with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Controversial, because no. it is very much a standalone movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. Is it a superhero movie? Or is it a science fiction movie? It's a science fiction movie. But, you know, it's a great movie. And, you know, as much as I feel it should be Winter Soldier number one, uh, I can't argue that it's, it's you know, it's, it's deserving of being in the top three at least. And it also kind of, you know, like with, I, I wasn't really that much of a fan of Ant-Man. It was good. It was right. good. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really know what to make of it. But Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of in that same ilk where it's going kind of against the traditional format of what you would expect of a Marvel movie. And they did it really well. And the soundtrack is really good. It is good. It's funny. It's genuinely funny as well. well it's the, good. The soundtrack is definitely the, the hidden weapon. Yeah. And like, as the, they're putting together the hero shots in the trailer and they've got yeah. Cherry Bomb on the go and you're yeah. like, yes, this yeah, one's going to yeah. be amazing. Like, I think I remember being stunned when I heard that this was optioned and just I refused to believe it until I saw the trailer that yeah. that here comes Guardians of the Galaxy movie like I never thought we would see this day I thought that was going to be the one that was going to oh yeah yeah, yeah you're end, not alone end, yeah, yeah end their run I thought it was going to be the one that's going to just I don't know I just I wasn't convinced I just thought it's going to be it wouldn't work such an underdog yeah even in comic worlds yeah like it's you can't just or you couldn't have just given Guardians of the Galaxy to someone and expected them to get on with it. No. And just it, everything about it was so right. The humour. Mm-hmm. like It's the one that's played most often in our house. And the the, the whole start, the I'm not in love and the mum dying, just that just turns me off. And I'm really bored of seeing it. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, do we have to watch this again? And straight away it just kicks in with Alien Planet and yeah. Red Bull and you're like, oh yes, yeah, yeah, no, I'm watching the whole thing now. It's yeah. amazing. It's great. I'm nervous for the second one because it's got big shoes to fill, but I hope that they do a good job of it. Do you know what though? I, like, I think they will. Yeah, I mean, as I said earlier, that I wasn't 
excited about the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and mm. I was convinced it was going to end the Marvel's run. Um, I'm not nervous about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think it's going to be absolutely brilliant. I think, you know, we've seen some good stuff in the trailer, yeah. but I know there's so much more we, we haven't seen yet. Mm. Like, we haven't seen mm. Kurt Russell. No. We haven't seen Stallone. No. Like, um, that's what I'm really interested about. Is like, Tango, Tango and Cash yeah. reunited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've got Clem Pontieff as Mantis, which in the brief bit we've seen the trailer, she could be like the breakout character. Something mm-hmm. new and exciting for us to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure Groot and Rocket Raccoon and Drax are going to be entertaining as they were in the last one, but I think it'd be good mm-hmm. to have something fresh and new in this as well. I, I do remember almost wanting to tweet uh, Batista after a scene. I think I might have done actually. Drunk tweets. Just drunk tweets and just apologised to him for like writing him off as like, oh, it's a yeah. WWE guy, he's going to be terrible. And he just made the, the movie for me. It's... He was great in that. And it's, that's why it was a real shame that when he appeared in um, the last Bond movie, Spectre, he was yeah. terrible in it. He, but not his fault. I just think he was given nothing to do. He was just like henchman number one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drax definitely plays to his strengths. He's got yeah. great comic timing. Like, yeah. He can really turn on a performance. But Mr. Jinx, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. But, oh, God, it's so good. Yeah, so we've got, what we got first? We have, we've got that first in May. Yeah. And then July, we've got Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And then e- October, I believe, we've got Thor Ragnarok. Have we not got Black Panther before then? That's the year after. Oh, really? Oh, so long to wait. Yeah, I can't think whether that comes before Avengers or not. I can't remember now. Well, I'm really curious. And, again, it's great that they're moving away from, from Tier 1. I think there's there's two possible threats to the whole Marvel universe. The first is like Captain Marvel because she's too fantastical for me. Well, she's too, she's like will be the most powerful character in the in the Marvel yeah. universe if they keep it to the comics. So I've not as I've not seen Doctor Strange. I'm not sure how the gelling is going to work between Captain Marvel and your regular Avengers cast. I'm, right. I'm nervous about that. And the other thing that I'm nervous about is just the aliens of Guardians of the Galaxy crashing into the Avengers. I'm not... It'll either mm. be amazing or it'll just be a stretch too far. I mean, I know they cross over all the time in the comics. But it's different, isn't it? It's going to yeah. be like a culture clash. Yeah. But I think where Marvel plays up to its strengths is it doesn't take things too seriously. If it played it po-faced, um, I think it would just look terrible. Because we're always, yeah, we're always teetering on the edge of, of Marvel movies of like acknowledging there is a race of gods and yeah. as, as guardians and there is a, a parallel dimension where like these bad guys come from. But this will be the first confirmation. Once once these two clash yeah. together, we have to accept the Avengers live on one planet in a huge galaxy of planet with tons of yeah. aliens and everything. And that, that might be a huge tonal shift. I, I'm not sure it'll work I'm sure it probably will but then probably they, they, there's, but there's another thing that they may not take the approach of having them physically in the same space at the same time it could be like you know, there could be you know, obviously Thanos is the main bad guy but there could be like lieutenants yeah. who you know are after the guys of the galaxy you know far off in the universe and you'll have something based on Earth with like a human threat Yeah, you know they may keep those separate so imagine it's like a Lord of the Rings where you've got those kind of battles taking place on different fronts. Yeah. Um, that, that's true. They I think that's the approach they may take because I think, I'm sure they sat there and thought these characters mm. on screen at the same time <clears throat> might not work. But then saying that everyone wants to see, you know, the likes of Hulk and Groot yeah. meet. Because um, that could be, yeah, just for the pure comedy value of like, you know, Groot saying I am Groot and then you've got Hulk just going... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out. Yeah. We're going to find out. I'm I'm very excited for Guardians 2. What a worthy number one it was. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I still think it should be Winter Soldier. But <laughs> it's because you, you don't trust any friends. I don't trust... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll betray me all in the end. It's a conspiracy. There you go. Oh, there we go. You tied... Hail Hydra! Right. <laughs> after all this time, after 20 episodes, it's yeah. revealed that Stu was working against us this whole time. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So that's it. That's our end of our top ten. Definitive. Never to be repeated until next year. <laughs> no. 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 So feel free to tweet or message us as to why yeah, you agree. You, you if you don't, if you disagree, just don't talk to us about it. It's all right. Nah, it's fine. You can tweet us. Tweet us. Agree or disagree. Either way, let us know. And we'll, by this time next year, there'll be enough Marvel movies to throw the whole thing into contention again. Where would the likes of Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man, 
find out in 12 months time yeah that's the end of episode 20 we'll be it off to, to get some mince pies or in Carly's case some pineapple or my ties papaya oh papaya forgive me forgive me there we go <laughs> There we go, the 20 whole episodes. Uh, thank you for either sticking with us or discovering us. And yeah, keep your, your tweets and your input incoming. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's uh, Neil Gortz with a Z. Where can they find you, Stu? They can find me under Stunami. And where can they find you, Kylie? The Muxinator. Yeah, you can. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a great holiday. Oh, we're bringing it back. Bring it back. Let's cancel your holiday. Well, before we say goodbye, we're going to hang it out, hand it over to Chewbacca. All right. And that's another video from the very talented James Covenant. Give him a follow on YouTube. Give him a follow. And this is like another Christmas. We're, we're going to end on a Christmasy theme. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone, and enjoy this. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> This is ridiculous. Oh, 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 oh.